Welcome to our show. Uh, this morning, what we want to talk about is what is going on in the market. The big question that everyone seems to be asking us as clients is, am I going to be okay? What do I need to change? Is there something going on? Brad and I are going to cover that in this episode today. It's time for the Retire ASAP podcast. Here's your host, Taylor Fike. Welcome to the Retire ASAP show, where our goal is to get you free from work as soon as possible. My name is Taylor, and I am one of your hosts. And with me, I have our co-host, Brad Fike. Hey, you're not in Ohio right now, are you? No, I'm sitting down in the sunny Florida. It's been rather warm in the low 80s and a little breezy, which helps the heat. But uh, I'm certainly not complaining. Okay, I would not be complaining compared to the Ohio weather. I can't believe that because I'm looking out my window into this dreary. It rained a lot last couple days. It's been windy and cold, although we did have a little teaser this weekend of some nice weather. Um, but yeah, I, I would much rather be in Florida. It uh, appears that everybody else in the world thinks the same thing because Florida <laughs> is absolutely packed everywhere I go. It's unbelievable. This yeah. isn't even spring break yet. I mean, this is the first week of March, technically. So it is, um, it's usually not this busy this week and it picks up the next week. And then the third week is when it's like peaks. Cause that's when all the high schools and everybody's on spring break, normal, normal spring break, I should say, but it's like that right now. So I hate to see what it's going to be like in the next couple of weeks, but anyhow, <laughs> uh, you just get all your stuff you get back to the condo and you just stay and you grill out and you don't go out to eat cause it's a madhouse you hunker down that's for sure so well um exactly. it's uh it's crazy times right now so you i can't believe you took a vacation when the markets are going down i just that's just unheard of that you would do something like that well i did that during the uh 2020 crash if you remember right because i got uh, kind of locked in down here in florida unfortunately it was on the beach and there was nobody that was like our own private beach what a shame that you got locked in florida during a pandemic huh yeah we made it back eventually but we weren't in any rush because we had a nice private place to hang out you know but of course um yeah it's um well, it's and not that, my first rodeo, I guess. It's, isn't that the term? It's not my first rodeo. That's true. Uh, of being out of the office when things are down. But, you know, this goes into our subject matter today as to, you know, how can you go and be away why things are so ugly? Well, right. there's a lot of reasons for that. And I think that's what we're going to talk about, right? Absolutely. Well, and, and the last time that you got stuck on a vacation when the markets were down, it actually turned out pretty well that year, right? You know, it, it was ugly while you were there, but Almost by the time you got back up here, the markets were taking a turn for the better. And by the end of that year, it was a heck of a year. So maybe it is all just something that happens in the short term. And it's not a long-term thing that goes on in markets all the time. I'm trying to repeat it. So uh, 30%, 30% market decline in 20, approximately. And uh, came back when I came back to Ohio, it all came back. It's all because of me, right? You just brought market returns back with you, huh? I'm going to bring them back this time. Uh Okay. Uh, there is no, there is no prediction there. Yeah. Geez. For compliance reasons, you can't say stuff like that, but no, we know you're just joking on that, but that's, it is, it's goofy because right now there is tension all over the world, right? Russia invaded Ukraine. Um, it's been about two weeks now, something like that's been going on. There was a, over the weekend, there was a Russian attack on a nuclear facility in Ukraine, which seems like dangerous type stuff. There's lots of sanctions and things going on. On top of all that, that messes with oil prices. At least that's what uh, the 
people are saying. I don't know if that's really true, how that actually plays out, but messes with oil prices. And then that behind the scenes thing that we've been talking about for the last couple of months, there's this nice little thing called inflation that has been um, this silent killer for the last uh, few months when it comes to the market. So just all this stuff going on. And I think people are getting a little antsy because I've had a few conversations, nothing nothing panic-wise, but just people asking the question, do I need to change something? Is there something that needs to be different about my portfolio or my investments or, or whatnot? And it's always interesting because that question is the, is the surface level question. What everyone seems to be asking is, with all this stuff going on, am I going to be okay? Right? Isn't that always the case? Yeah. I feel like people are always worried about, am I going to be okay? Am I running out of money? Is there going to be anything left? Do I have to go be a Walmart greeter? What, what is the worst case scenario here? And do I need to make a change so I don't run into that problem? I kind of like the Walmart greeter thing though. That'd be like low stress, I'm thinking. I don't know. I feel like the Walmart greeter also has to chase down the shoplifters. So I, I think it's oh. a, it might be a little more stressful than you think. Wow, that might be kind of fun. You get to carry a weapon. I, I don't know. You have to ask Walmart that question. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I'm thinking you'd probably take some abuse in that job. Anyhow, yeah, I uh, I think we're in this phase of ugliness that we. This isn't new territory for any uh, seasoned investor or seasoned advisor. It's it's not it, it's not like we've never been in these kind of circumstances. It may be different reasons why we're in these circumstances, but we've been in these circumstances. We've been in where the market, stock market's down, bond market's down, everything seems to be down. And so it's not an unheard of thing. It's just when you're in the moment and you're in the middle of this stuff is when you feel it the most, right? We get very emotional with our money. It affects us right at our heart. And so sometimes we've got to control that emotion And I think you and I have done a pretty good job talking with our clients over the years about that and how emotions can control and help you to lose money sometimes. And also where education and logic need to step in and take that emotion away and go, you know, this really sucks. I don't like going online and look at the value of my account. I'm retired. I'm pulling money out. Becomes an emotional feeling. But I got to jump back into that logic side of my brain and go, look, this has happened before, maybe not for the same reasons. We've had crises in globally many, many times in the last hundred years, and it's always survived and it always comes back. And that's why we always preach, keep the long-term perspective and stay the course. Right. And so I think that's kind of where we're at right now, you know? Yeah. And, and I think... The, the hard part is, is there's a lot of outside influences and we talk about the media a lot on our podcast, but there's a lot of outside influences beyond the media. Could just be family members, could just be whatever relationships you have at work, those types of conversations. A lot of people are saying, well, this one could be different, right? That's always, that's always a statement. Well, what if this one is different? I just listened to a podcast from a, another financial guy that I listened to, and he has a very different philosophy when it comes to money management management from us. But he was, he was saying, well, this one could be different. And I just have to wonder, I go, is, is it the idea that this could be a, you know, a war conflict that could include, you know, some people are talking about World War III or things like that. Or is this just the fear of this new information really settling in? And what I find is that even though this one could be different, you can't really 
plan for um, the worst case scenario when it comes to Armageddon, right? And I think we have this conversation a lot in our office with clients is, okay, let's say the US dollar is worth nothing all of a sudden, or a government collapse happens, or we get into some situation that is just so ugly that it, it just destroys the economy. Well, then who cares what your investment portfolio is? So let's, if we go down that path of this one could be different, and if it is different, that it destroys the US economy, which would be, you know, really tail end type of stuff. But if this is that case, then you don't really care about what's in your investment portfolio. You need to worry about some more important things like where you're going to get your food, your water, and then what kind of ammunition do you have to protect that stuff, right? Those are the things that matter in those cases. So why would we plan for for those types of things with our investment portfolio when your investment portfolio isn't part of those plans? Now, I know there's a lot of people who um, you know, probably get made fun of for being doomsdayers that do prep for those types of things, but that's not part of the investment prepping. What we need to do with the investment side of things is we need to prep our portfolios for the volatility that can happen with all of that. Yeah. And, you know, that happens a lot. This Armageddon discussion comes up quite frequently. And uh, you're right. Let's just face it. What would, what would flatten the market to zero? What is the market, first of all? Let's talk just briefly about sure. that. What, is the, what, is, what are the stocks doing in the market or bonds doing in the market? Well, it's corporations and governments that are creating this value that we can make money with it. And if that goes to zero, if you actually believe that that's going to go to zero, that means you and I are no longer buying any goods or selling any goods for profit. That means all that is dead ground zero. Now you're going to grow your vegetables in your yard. You're going to have to protect what you got because the guy next door may not be able to grow those uh, vegetables. He's going to want to steal yours. So you got to protect it. But I mean, let's face reality. Everything has to be down zero. Whatever you're looking at right now, as I speak, if it's a glass of water or there's moisturizing hand cream on the counter here, I'm saying stuff like that. That means you're not buying it. Nobody's making a profit. Therefore, the market is zero. And yes, the dollar can go to zero and we can still buy and sell products. What are you going to use to buy and sell products if the dollar is zero? You got to trade your resources, right? Whether you have food and you need water, you got to trade one for the other. Yeah. So it's a barter system. So what's the reality that extremely, extremely slim. If it is, then it's the coming of the Lord and you just better be prepared (laughs) that way because that's what it is at that point in my world. And you may not believe in that, but that's, you know, that's your privilege. But I'm just saying that's my belief system is that's the end of time if that's going to happen. And sure. who cares about how much money I have sitting in an account? Doesn't matter. I can't spend it. Nobody wants the dollar because it's worth zero, right? Exactly. No one wants but, your gold either. <laughs> no one no. no one wants gold when they need food, right? That's, that's you a can't tough eat piece. It, you can't drink it. You can't keep warm under it. Doesn't give you clothing and shelter. So the bottom line is that we can't we can't plan on that and we can't freak out over all this news media, which how many how many times do I have to go on the media thing? Mm-hmm. Their job is to create emotion. That's what they do. They want to create fear and anxiety because that gets you back to watch more and then they sell their advertising. It's all about profits for them. So we can't let that get caught up to us. So the Armageddon piece, we got to forget. And you've got to block it out. And if you're one of those, then you probably shouldn't be in the market. If you truly believe in the Armageddon thing, then you should be out of the market and just put it in the bank or under your pillow probably is the best place because (laughs) whether it's in the bank, in the stock market or under your pillow, the dollar goes to zero. 
it's zero, baby. It doesn't matter how many of those $10 bills you got under your pillow. You're not spending them because nobody wants them. So if that's the case and the Armageddon argument of I need to make changes so that, you know, my money doesn't disappear because of Armageddon, right? If that went, if that argument's out the window, maybe the question that I kind of feel is a little bit more common among investors is that, you know, when they ask that change question, you know, what do I need to change? Am I going to be okay? What they're really saying is, I feel like I'm doing nothing and I should be doing something with my money. You know, in this time period, there's things that are shifting, whether I need to, you know, take less risk to get away from those types of market things, or I need to take, you know, more risk and need to get into some different opportunities like cryptocurrency or something like that. What would you say in a in when you have market volatility like we're, we've experienced since the beginning of January this year? What are some of your suggestions when it comes to what do I need to do with my money to make it work better for me in these scenarios? Well, and that's probably the more realistic discussions that we have. There's very few Armageddon uh, discussions, so most of it's realistic. Of hey, look, I don't think the world's coming to an end, but I just want my money to get through this. If I'm retired, I'm drawing income. I want to be able to draw income through this. And I want to be able to come out on the other side and still have a successful experience the rest of my life and not have to go back to work at age 75, right? Absolutely. And, and if you're younger, you just don't want to have to see all that money take years and years and years to come back to where it was prehand. But if we look at the statistics and the history of all this, if you're in a well-diversified portfolio, and that means lots of different types of stocks, got different types of bonds in that portfolio and using core bonds being, you know, even though core bonds are down, they've been down for about 14 months now. Doesn't happen very often that we've ever had these kind of situations. But even if you're in those, you got to ride those out as well. If you stay in a diversified portfolio, let us rebalance those portfolios when times get all gyrated, then you will survive this thing. And history has shown that once you go through these ugly ugly emotional down periods, the market has always come back and it has always come back higher than it was before the market crashed. Every time. History. This is history. Now, I'm not saying tomorrow is going to be the same way. I'm not saying next year is going to come out of here and we're going to be, it's never going to go back down or it's always going to come back up higher. But the day it doesn't come back up higher now, all of a sudden, we do have a new world. And now, all of a sudden, that means you and I aren't buying and selling goods, right? Because the stocks aren't that producing profits. That means we are on the verge of Armageddon. So mm. now we fall back to that moment where it's devastation. Because if the markets aren't growing over long periods of time, we're going backwards. That means we're working our way back to Armageddon, because that means the dollar shrink going down. There's, there's lack of money. There's no goods to buy or sell. Uh, I mean, again, now we're into a, a situation where statistically it's like probable, but basically not realistic that it would ever happen. So right. you basically, if you try to feed that emotion that you have right now, well, I'm not worried about the Armageddon. You really are. If you start breaking that, get delving into that with a microscope, you're saying that you don't think the market, you feel that the market's going to be way down for too long or may not come back to where it's at. Then if you look at that, what's that look like? That means that market is going down all the time from here on out and it may stay flat. Well, how's it going to stay flat? 
That means you and I aren't buying anything. Uh, things aren't growing. That's just unrealistic as well. So I think the thing you got to do is go back and look at what did I do when I originally retired? Did my advisor do a good job? Did he, we talk about all this, do you look statistically of what I'm pulling out for the amount of assets that I have and what's the success rate statistically of that happening? Even in those particular situations, when we run them, we put these kind of times in there. We know there's going to be ugly years in there. And uh, so we run different scenarios and tests, and that's how you look at it statistically. If that's been done, a well-diversified portfolio, and statistically it works out, you will survive. Now, yeah. is there going to be a little anxiety in these kind of times? Yes. But there, the history has also proven that there is more, more good times in the market than there are bad times. Right. So we're just in a bad time right now. Now, that means there's good days ahead. So we got to look at that. So what does that mean? Taylor, if I say there's good days ahead, what's your what's your prognosis for that for a client? <laughs> well, I yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Staying positive and understanding the history of the markets really influences how how you make decisions going forward. Now, we can't look at history and project the future because you know past doesn't predict the future. But at the same time, we only have the data that we have to work off of. Um, so we can make our we can make our best educated guesses with what we've got, and if that means that historically markets have always come back from down periods, the question is when and how much and all those different things. But if they've always come back, then the answer is what what our motto has always been to our clients is you stay the course. And in a lot of cases, what we find with our with our clients who are still saving towards retirement is they are going okay. Markets are down. What's the what's my opportunity? What do I need to change? Well, the change is you dump money into this because if you have this theory that the markets are going to go up, right, that they're only going to go up in the future for the next 10, 20, 30 years, then when the markets go down like this, it's a buying opportunity, not a selling opportunity. You want to buy into those markets when they're down 10 to 15% because that's like a 10 to 15% sale on stocks. And now, again, this is a different conversation for those who are still saving towards retirement versus those who are drawing income. The principle is there. If you have 10 good years ahead of you that you're still working and you're not drawing off of those assets and you have some cash sitting around, this may be the time to start dumping it into the market. I know I have a guy who um, just sold a business not too long ago and is sitting on a lot of cash from the business sale. And his question was, when do I put it in? Well, the answer is you put in as much as you can when the markets are down, and then you ride that thing back up when it comes around the corner. Now, for him, it looks a little different because he's going to need to start drawing income now that he sold his business. So there's some complexity that works into there, and that's where the individual plan comes into play of the financial planning side of things, where we go, okay, how much do we put in and what can be the expected return and what happens when things go south? That's what we call stress testing where you stress test the portfolio. If that's a worst case scenario, markets drop 50%, what would happen to you and your financial plan? Those types of things get factored into those. And again, that's an individual type conversation. But in general, when markets are down like this, the wealth transfer happens between the people who panic and sell their investments because they're worried that things are going to go to hell in a handbasket. And those who don't panic and instead buy those shares for cheaper amounts, and then they reap the long-term benefits. I'll tell you, it's always interesting. If you think of a guy like Warren Buffett, and I don't know, he hasn't released any information that I know of as to what he's doing right now, but I have a feeling that Warren Buffett doesn't panic when the markets go down. I have a feeling he takes some available assets and cash and he dumps it right back into the market and he reaps those benefits. The billionaires and millionaires across the country, they aren't panicking right now. 
they, they look at this and say, hey, this is how I make more money. I'm going to go buy up things. And this happened in 2008. A lot of the, the real estate investors, what did they do? They didn't sell their real estate. They looked at the foreclosures and the bad situation that was going on with the real estate market, and they bought up as much as they could for cheap prices. And now they're reaping the benefits 10, 15, 20 years later of what did they get out of that? A ton of money. So this is the way you have to think about it. You can't let your emotion of fear control that. You have to think of long-term, what's the best case for me and my wealth and how do I grow it to meet my goals? Yeah. And uh, I'm exactly right there. Uh, I'm gathering up uh, cash. As a matter of fact, can you send me a couple checks while we're uh, doing this podcast? <laughs> I got some investing to do. Um, yeah, I'm don't... not sure how long this is going to last, but I'm going to take advantage of this dip. I'll write you a quick check, but uh, it, it might bounce. So just give it a couple of days to, before you take it to the bank. All right. Oh boy, I gotta get home. I gotta have yeah. to come home and watch the porn, aren't I? Uh, apparently. <laughs> but it is a buying opportunity, and I've had that conversation with several clients in the last. Uh, even down here, I uh, find ways to communicate with people and uh, get uh, texts or uh, emails and phone calls from people that have my f- cell phone number. So. Uh, I do. I have had conversations and most of it's been uh, people that have money and, you know, trying to time the bottom, which is impossible. You can't time the bottom. We don't know if the bottom was yesterday and it starts climbing back up for the next two, three, four months. We don't know that. So, you know, you just start putting it in whenever you got the cash to do it. And you think that we're going to be you know, close to the bottom. Every time I've ever tried to hit the bottom, you always miss it. I mean, it's very rare that you can hit that exactly. You put in today, it could keep going down for the next month or two and wish you would have held off for a couple more months. But in any case, right now, we're what, maybe 10% discount from where we were January 1. That's a pretty good savings. I mean, whenever you get a coupon for something for 10% off, I think there's a lot of people that are jumping on that. Now, if you're retired, you don't have any access to new and extra cash because you're not earning money. You've got to have faith in the system that when we design those uh, retirement plans, that they will survive through this stuff. And uh, we're confident. We look at them regularly. I look at people's accounts daily because uh, I'm always, I'm, you know, I'm as concerned as anybody else about it, but I also have to put the logic to it. So, right. that, you know, there's just things you do if you're retired. If you're still growing years or you're accumulating, you need to be rocking it, man. Put money in. This is the time to do it. Yeah. And and for our retirees, this and this looks different. If you're a client of FIC Advisors, you've seen these plans get built in front of you. If you're drawing income out of your portfolio, you know your success rate um, as to how long your money is going to last. Are you going to make it to age 100 or age 90 or whatever number we're looking for? We, you know your success rate on those numbers. So those success rates have what we would call, we use the metaphor a lot of turbulence. It has turbulence built into there. Market volatility is already built into those success rates. So if you think about an airplane, when they test airplanes, they test them for the worst case scenario. That thing flies through a storm. How much can these wet wings bend before they break and cause an accident, right? It's the same thing we do with a portfolio. If a client comes in and says, I need $2,000 a month on top of my social security that needs to come out of my portfolio. How can I do that? And we run those tests and we build the portfolio accordingly. And we say, this is the best way to do it. You have a 90% chance that you're going to make it to age 100 with your money if you do this, if you follow this plan. And what that builds in there is saying, hey, there could be a storm in the middle of all this. And, you know, 10 years from now or two months from now, you could have a major storm where the markets are having a downturn 
and it's still a high chance of success. And we don't let clients retire and start drawing income without warning them if their success rate isn't high enough. You know, we want a 70% plus uh, success rate. And if it's at 70%, we're very, very careful with those types of clients because those have a chance of failing. And we don't want to take that chance if we don't have to. But for those people who are drawing income, if you've never run a retirement plan like that, you need to. You need to know, man, if times like this come around, am I going to be okay? Do the statistics show that I'm going to survive this? Because if you don't even know the statistics, you really are taking a crapshoot at, am I going to have money at the end of my life? Yeah. And I think that's a great uh, explanation for those that have retired. And for those who haven't, you know, again, it's a long-term perspective. You got time. If you're five years and under, if you're a client of ours, you should be, if you haven't already discussed with us your retirement plan so that we are preparing ahead for that. But if you're a client of ours and you're way off from retirement, you just need to keep pounding the pavement. It will pay off. And what you're doing is you're getting more shares of stock, more shares of a mutual fund buying now for the same, because you're buying at a lower amount of money. So that means the share prices are, you getting more shares. And then when those shares increase in value, that's where you get your bang out of it. So mm-hmm. keep pounding the pavement, young guys. I, that's all I can tell you. Absolutely. Well, any final thoughts before we wrap this thing up? I, I think we've covered a lot. Really, the biggest thing that you guys need to do is don't panic. Uh, you can't plan for Armageddon with your money. So don't panic on that side and stay the course long-term. Now, that does mean that in some cases, it may be a buying opportunity for those of you who are still saving. And for those of you who are retired, make sure that your plan was designed for this type of turbulence. And if it isn't, you need to talk to an advisor and get that figured out. Yeah. And I, uh, if you're a client of ours uh, and you're worried about anything, give us a call. Most of you already know that. And uh, we've already probably discussed with the few panickers that I've run into. I've already had that discussion. But uh you know, there's always going to be that that person that has something going on in their life that may cause the emotion to be created that never was created previously. So we're there for you. And if you're looking for an advisor and your advisor isn't doing that for you, then Taylor, how do they get a hold of us? Yeah, head over to our website, fikeadvisors.com, which just got a revamp. So uh, if you haven't been to our website recently, it just happened this week. We updated it with some new pictures and new design. But you can head over to our website, fikeadvisors.com, and then uh, there's a schedule now button in the top right corner. If you click that, it goes directly to our calendar. You can schedule an appointment. We can do it over the phone, on Zoom. You can head into our office, whatever you're most comfortable with. We'd love to sit down and chat with you. If you're already a client, we can go over what you got. If you aren't a client of Fike Advisors, you can jump on there and schedule a free consultation. It doesn't cost you anything to talk to us. Um, we'll just sit down. We'll have a real honest conversation about what you're trying to do and what your goals are, and we'll see if we can help you. If we can help you, we'll talk about the next steps. If we can't, then we'll find somebody who can. So um, fikeadvisors.com, click that schedule now link and get something on the calendar. Because I think the next step is so important. If you're concerned about your money, don't lose sleep over it. Talk to someone like us and get that stuff organized as best as you can. Amen. And uh, adios from the great state of Florida on the Siesta Key Beach. Yes. Enjoy. I will be coming down to visit you next week um, for one week. So, And then we'll get back onto the podcast and I'll show off my really great tan on our audio podcast. I think that's what I'll I'll plan on doing. (laughs) Yeah. Because they can see my tan through our our podcast. That's for sure. Yeah. 
you can talk about it. <laughs> well, guys, uh, have a great rest of your week. If you get a chance and you're listening to us on Apple or on Spotify, leave us a rating and review that helps us get discovered. Or if you have a friend or family member that needs to hear stuff like this, maybe they're panicking about the markets. We'd be happy to uh, have you send this free podcast to them. Have them check us out. Uh, hopefully this gives them a little bit more peace of mind. Um, and in the meantime, guys, we'll talk here soon. Investment advisory services provided by Fike Advisors, LLC. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Please consult a professional before taking any action. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed.